0: Willpower is limited, and therefore the more enticing tools you have pulling at your attention, the harder it'll be to maintain focus on something important. To master the art of deep work, therefore, you must take back control of your time and attention from the many diversions that attempt to steal them. Hi and welcome to Philosopher Insights, my name is Herb Lamba. Today we're discussing Deep Work, Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World. The author is Cal Newport, and this book is published in 2016. I want to share a number of my favorite insights, starting with Go Deep versus Stay Shallow, Attention Residue, Deep Work Rules, Work Deeply, Embrace Boredom, Quit Social Media, Drain the Shallows, and Finish Off with a Deep Life. So let's start with the introduction. Quote, Deep work, professional activities performed in a state of distraction-free concentration that push your cognitive abilities to their limit. These efforts create new value, improve your skill, and are hard to replicate. The deep work hypothesis, the ability to perform deep work, is becoming increasingly rare at exactly the same time it is becoming increasingly valuable in our economy. As a consequence... The few who cultivate this skill and then make it the core of their working life will thrive. This book has two goals, pursued in two parts. The first, tackled in part one, is to convince you that the deep work hypothesis is true. And the second, tackled in part two, is to teach you how to take advantage of this reality by training your brain and transforming your work habits to place deep work at the core of your professional life. End quote. In today's world, where distraction is the new normal, Deep Work by Cal Newport is the one book everyone should read to learn how to recapture their focus and get really important work completed each day. Deep Work is a critical skill for anyone that lives in this world of information overload. The market is so competitive and those that thrive are the ones that can leverage systems and strategies to maximize their productive output. Quote, Deep Work is so important that we might consider it to use the phrasing of business writer Eric Barker, the superpower of the 21st century, end quote. I've been experimenting with deep work blocks of time for almost two years, and I can certainly vouch for the impact it has on getting quality work done. However, I don't want you to take my word for it, because author Cal Newport is a student of his own research. In a 10-year period following his graduation, Cal Newport published four books, earned a PhD, wrote peer-reviewed academic papers at a high rate, and was hired as a professor at Georgetown University. He did all this without working past 6 p.m. during the week. That is simply remarkable and shows you the power of implementing, practicing, and mastering deep work. Insight number one, go deep or stay shallow. Quote, deep work is necessary to wring every last drop of value out of your current intellectual capacity. We now know from decades of research in both psychology and neuroscience that the state of mental strain that accompanies deep work is also necessary to improve your abilities, end quote. As mentioned in the introduction, deep work are activities performed in a state of distraction-free concentration that push our cognitive abilities to the limit. It sounds amazing, yet most people are not engaged in deep work. They are spending their time in what Newport refers to as Shallow work. Quote, Shallow work, non-cognitively demanding, logistical-style tasks often performed while distracted. These efforts tend not to create much new value in the world and are easy to replicate. In an age of network tools, in other words, knowledge workers increasingly replace deep work with the shallow alternative, constantly sending and receiving email messages like human network routers with frequent breaks for quick hits of distraction. End quote. The simple truth is that most of the things we engage in daily would probably classify as shallow work. There's no avoiding that. Nobody is capable of doing deep work all the time. But if you're constantly performing shallow tasks and never addressing what is important, then your productivity will be significantly impacted. Insight number two, attention residue. Quote, when you switch from some task A to another task B, your attention doesn't immediately fall. A residue of your attention remains stuck thinking about the original task. End quote. Attention residue is what makes multitasking nearly impossible. If you are not fully engaged in a task and constantly jump from task to task, the residue left from the first task will wreak havoc on your ability to focus. It's better to be fully engaged in one task. Sounds obvious, right? Yet so few of us practice this in our daily lives. Most people believe multitasking is a talent they possess that is helping them achieve more. As Gary Keller says in The One Thing, quote, Multitasking is a lie. It's a lie because nearly everyone accepts it as an effective thing to do. It's become so mainstream that people actually think it's something they should do, and do as often as possible. We not only hear talk about doing it, we even hear talk about getting better at it, end quote. And I love this quote from Steve Uzel. Quote, Multitasking is merely the opportunity to screw up more than one thing at a time. End quote. If you do one thing at a time, it is infinitely more productive than multitasking. Harvard psychologists Matthew Killingsworth and Daniel Gilbert found that people spend almost 47% of their waking hours thinking about something other than what they're currently doing. Even more alarming research shared by RescueTime shows that the majority of people cannot go more than six minutes without checking email or instant messaging. Quote, By seeing messages that you cannot deal with at the moment, which is almost always the case, you'll be forced to turn back to the primary task with the secondary task left unfinished. The attention residue left by such unresolved switches dampens your performance. End quote. Insight number three, deep work rules. Newport shares four rules of how we can better engage in deep work with each rule getting a chapter in the book. Please read the book for the full details, but here's a quick look at each of them. Rule number one, work deeply. Quote, the key to developing a deep work habit is to move beyond good intention and add routines and rituals to your working life designed to minimize the amount of your limited willpower necessary to transition into and maintain a state of unbroken concentration, end quote. Love that. Another win for building out routines and rituals that support the type of work habits you want to develop in your life. One of my favorite rituals that I've been using with great success in defining where I will work and for how long. I know exactly where I'll be at 5.15 a.m. each morning, at my desk, preparing for this philosopher insight. I have established a 30-minute baseline, which means I must commit at least 30 minutes of uninterrupted work. No social media, email, or TV prior to this first time block. This has been one of the most impactful changes I've made in my entire life. Rule number two, embrace boredom. Quote, efforts to deepen your focus will struggle if you don't simultaneously wean your mind from a dependence on distraction. Much in the same way that athletes must take care of their bodies outside of their training sessions, you'll struggle to achieve the deepest levels of concentration if you spend the rest of your time fleeing the slightest hint of boredom, end quote. Mobile devices, 24 by 7 access to email, instant messaging, and other distracted behaviors have essentially eliminated people's ability to accept boredom. There are many reasons to embrace boredom. But in the context of this book, it will help support better deep work sessions at those times you need to focus and go deep on a task. Quote, to succeed with deep work, you must rewire your brain to be comfortable resisting distracting stimuli. End quote. Rule number three, quit social media. Quote, willpower is limited, and therefore the more enticing tools you have pulling at your attention, the harder it'll be to maintain focus on something important. To master the art of deep work, therefore, you must take back control of your time and attention from the many diversions that attempt to steal them, end quote. The danger that the obsession with social media poses to our brains and our ability to focus is real. As we've discussed in other books, social media app creators are trying to capture your number one asset, your attention. You cannot afford to just give it away so frivolously if you want to leverage your deep work superpower. Back to that great quote from Muriel in Indistractable. Quote, In the future, there will be two kinds of people in the world those who let their attention and lives be controlled and coerced by others, and those who proudly call themselves indistractable. End quote. You may not be in a position to completely eliminate social media, but at least put in some constraints so it doesn't take over your life and allow you to indulge your days away in a time wasting activity. Quote, Part of what fueled social media's rapid ascent, I contend, is its ability to short-circuit the connection between the hard work of producing real value and the positive reward of having people pay attention to you. I'll pay attention to what you say if you pay attention to what I say, regardless of its value. End quote. I see this as a growing challenge, especially for entrepreneurs trying to get discovered via social media. The likes and comments are not genuine in nature. They are simply a game of you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Rule number four, drain the shallows. Quote, very few people work even eight hours a day. You're lucky if you get a few good hours in between all the meetings, interruptions, web surfing, office politics, and personal business that permeate the typical work day. End quote. Imagine what would happen if you could minimize, if not eliminate, all the shallow work you engage in during the day and replace large chunks of that time with deep work time blocks. It is essential to spend the time to identify the shallowness in your current schedule and then reduce it to a minimum. This will allow for more deep work opportunities throughout the day. Quote, we spend much of our day on autopilot, not giving much thought to what we're doing with our time. This is a problem. It is difficult to prevent trivial from creeping into every corner of your schedule if you don't face it. Without flinching, your current balance between deep and shallow work and then adapt a habit of pausing before action and asking, what makes the most sense right now? End quote. Newport suggests that we block every hour of our day before we get started. Give every minute of your workday a job, and then focus on executing what you put in that block of time for the win. As author Gary Keller says in The One Thing, quote, Time blocking harnesses your energy and centers it on your most important work it's productivity's greatest power tool, end quote. How about you? Do you run your day on autopilot, or are you purposeful with your schedule? How often do you ask yourself the question, what's important now? W-I-N. In the four disciplines of execution, the author suggests, quote, the more you try to do, the less you actually accomplish, end quote. Excellence in execution requires us to aim at a small number of wildly important goals. Your wig. Wildly important goals. Quote, In a 2014 column titled The Art of Focus, David Brooks endorsed this approach of letting ambitious goals drive focused behavior, explaining, If you want to win the war for attention, don't try to say no to the trivial distractions you find on the information smorgasbord. Try saying yes to the subject that arouses a terrifying longing, and let the terrifying longing crowd out everything else. End quote. Brilliant. If we learn to say yes to those activities that help us move toward our burning desire, then it will simultaneously reduce the trivial distractions that we struggle to say no to all day long. Focus on what you want to eliminate what you don't want. Insight number four, a deep life. Quote, The deep life, of course, is not for everybody. It requires hard work and drastic changes to your habits. For many, there's a comfort in the artificial busyness of rapid email messaging and social media posturing, while the deep life demands that you leave much of that behind. There's also an uneasiness that surrounds any effort to produce the best things you are capable of producing, as this forces you to confront the possibility that your best is not yet that good. End quote. That is one of the final paragraphs in this great book. Are you willing to sidestep your comforts and fears and start to deploy your mind to its fullest capacity so you can create something that matters? You've been listening to Philosopher Insights. My name's Herb Lambert. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Lambert. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To go deeper with me, you can register for free at www.philosopherinsights.com for instant access to a growing library of Philosopher Insights, which are 8-10 to page PDFs, plus 20-minute MP3s that break down my favorite insights from the world's best personal development books. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Facebook at Optimal Herb. Thanks again